everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crap TV, better known. No, it's Carolina ranting at Patrick, better known as Crap TV. Gosh, it's been a long week. How are you doing, Patrick? Say that, that intro sounds just like how everyone's weeks are going now. They're just running together and there are no rules anymore, but I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that it's a Friday, made it through another week and, you know, feeling finding the the grace in all of this as much as possible awesome i am both excited about today's topic and also sad because i have to tell you the horrible news that had happened and okay i'm not gonna scare anybody saying horrible news. come on calm down i don't know why and i want to ask you my bravo tv app is being glitchy oh i have yes i've it's one of those things from like is this why people still pay for cable because you can just <laughs> watch it live and not <laughs> On these apps, yeah, I, I've had much the same. For years, I've never had a problem, and I haven't been able to finish Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, it's driving me I crazy. Had, it gets yes. stuck. I had to restart twice, and I was like, just when uh, we were seeing a budding friendship between Erica Jane and Garcelle, I, it, it was cutting out, and I was like, I need these two to oh. become my new Beverly Hills power couple. Well, I'm going to tell you the good news is that they, they, that scene is amazing, and they're moving forward because mine cut off later. So like I was oh, able okay. to watch that. So good. Uh, that that's that's giving me that's making me nervous because like I need that app to work perfectly at all times. Oh, for sure. It's basically <laughs> our, our lifeline in these yes, times. Yes, like I, I I can't. So today we decided to do something a little bit different, and we are going to talk about five iconic moments in the housewife's history. And Patrick doesn't want to give you the obvious five, you know, most iconic moments. Yeah, we want to, we, we, you know, feel like we need to bring our listeners some, maybe a bit more obscure because, you know, anyone who's ever watched any of these shows knows when Teresa flipped the table. Like, we all know that. Like, we, we get it, you know? So uh, we really wanted to kind of dig in on some others, some other gems and, uh, you know, to really kind of round this out and, and, hopefully bring back and stir up some great memories uh, of, of these ladies that have enriched our lives for so long. I'm excited because the list that we have is a juicy one. And then again, we can do this every other month because uh, these ladies give us plenty of content for things oh, like this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Their bad behavior is fodder for a lot of these kind of best of lists for sure. A hundred percent. Alrighty. So let's start with, I don't know, I'm going to name this as number five, but in no particular order. So you go first, go on okay, with your so, number five. Okay, for my number five, again, yeah, this isn't in any particular order. These are just things that when I really kind of dug back into my mind archives, um, you know, this uh, the things that really stick out now. And then it was also kind of like a little bit of an exercise of introspection because I'm thinking about all this. I'm, you know, I'm doing this brainstorming. I'm, you know, sitting at my table late at night, sketching out, you know, these moments. Do Burning I the midnight oil. The yeah, mid exactly. And I'm just kind of going through like my memory and all these things. And, you know, it's, it was one of those things where it kind of was a bit of a gut check because I'm remembering things from many, many years ago on a series of Real Housewives. But can I tell you my niece's birthday? No. Same no here. Don't know Same when she here. was born. <laughs> Unclear. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, and so it, it kind of made me check myself a little bit to say like, what, what are my priorities? Like, do I want to see Tamara yelling at Gretchen about being at Bass Lake when I don't yes. remember the birth of my <laughs> second niece? Nope. Don't know it. Listen, uh, 
I don't feel I can criticize you or judge you because I'm the same thing. I remember a lot of little details about, you know, these ladies. And then again, I don't know any of the birthdays in people in my family. So I don't know. I feel bad about it. Nope. No regrets. <laughs> and if my sister's listening, I'm so sorry. I will still be sending plenty of gifts via Amazon for all the birthdays when I'm reminded when they are. And they're there in my you calendar. Go. I have them in my calendar, but I do not recall them. But, you know, to lead off with uh, OC, I did want to bring up, I mean, speaking of Gretchen and Tamara, I think for me, something that really stuck out in my mind was Gretchen getting the motorcycle from Jeff, RIP, Sweet Angel. Um, <laughs> And I think because it was one of the first examples that we really saw of just overt gold digging. And I know she always stuck to the narrative that their love was real and yada, yada, yada. Who am I to judge? But at the same time, there a lot of things seem suspect. And then she gets a motorcycle. Listen, and I remember being a little bit judgmental back then. This was years ago, probably seven, eight years ago. They introduced Gretchen as the younger one out of the OC. She was really way younger than everybody else. She was oh, probably like sure. in her 20s uh, when she joined. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like 26, 27, yeah. which was odd for like a housewife to be cast. Right. But her fiance was like 70 something. Yeah, he, he was not well. He was very old and she, you know, obviously Vicky and Tamara were like, ah, you you're only here for the money. And she fought all the way until the end saying that, no, it's a real love story. And look, good for her. I mean, I think we, we do see a 20 year marriage between Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. So, you know, who's to say, maybe we shouldn't judge, but that one did seem a little suspect. And then you know, I did kind of uh, have to do a little bit of searching and it looked like she walked away with uh, over $2 million from Jeff's will after he oh. passed and succumbed to his illness. And so, you know, did she get what she was after? I don't know. I think all of his other ex-wives didn't get nearly as much. And so I'm sure there was some uh, hurt feelings there, but it was interesting to kind of go back down in, in that chapter of Gretchen's life. You know what? Good for her, Gretchen. If you are playing your cards right, good for you. <laughs> yeah, she's in it for the long game, I guess. You know, I mean, that's that's really the, the long con is you can get you a couple know, of motorcycles and see what happens. Something that is crazy, she gets a motorcycle, she gets the townhouse, she gets the $2 million, and who who, who she ends up with? Slay? Are you kidding Broke me? Broke-ass Slade. Broke-ass Slade. Are you kidding me? <laughs> who's, who's playing who here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, another kind of consummate con artist. But And, and it is funny, I will say... You know, I know that we also know that she had struggled with fertility for many years and finally had that baby and uh, looks just like Slade. It yes. It's wild. It's very wild. But, you know, we can always uh, express our gratitude uh, to Gretchen for giving us some great moments over the years. And, um, you know, certainly I some... Her. I You know, I kind of do too. I know she was a really polarizing figure. I was kind of ostracized amongst my sisters for being Team Gretchen for a while. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's fierce opposition to her as a, a person and a personality. But you know what? I liked her. She was gorgeous to look at. She brought some drama. Um, you know, she certainly stirred up the our, our crazy aunts um, in Vicky and, and Tamara. She knew how to, you know, push their buttons too. And we got some pretty epic scenes of Vicky just screaming in her face. So could, for that, like, we can all be grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for Gretchen and good for her is all I have to say. Good Absolutely. for her. <laughs> Yep. All right. So what would be our number top four moment? So 
you know, I, I also too, I wanted to get a good mix of our cities, right? Because oh, yes. I know there are some that, that you're, you're sleeping on Potomac. You slept I, um, on Dallas. I've heard people are getting really upset that Potomac got postponed. It was I supposed know. to start happening like in two weeks. And now they postpone it for like after the summer or something like uh, that. And people are like about to go outside and riot for this. <laughs> it's honestly, I, I may join them. I, you know, may, you know, get some, some computer paper, make a sign, you know, give me Potomac or give me death, you know, for really, uh, because <laughs> these ladies have really stepped up. Last season was excellent. Um, and, you know, we saw in some of the headlines that there were some altercations with a few of the ladies I think it was between Monique and Candace, and so we know we're going to have a good season. Maybe I have to start, and I told you, when they first started, I think I watched a couple of episodes, and here, I'm not here to judge, but, but, but here I am. That's the whole so, point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they show me, like, they had, as Nini would say, a white refrigerator, like, I was like, <laughs> I can't watch this. Like, I want to watch, you know, as we have spoken before, a lot of money and luxury. Right. So when they started Potomac and, and they had a white refrigerator, I was like, can't, can't, I won't do this. I won't do this. But maybe, I'm, maybe I need to go and, you know, rejoin because now they Jump have- back in. There is, so there's definitely in the subsequent kind of seasons as things progress and evolve, there's definitely some wish fulfillment. I, I'm sure these ladies are living beyond their means. Uh, <laughs> um, and they even talk about it in, in certain in aspects, but um, Monique, is married to a former NFL player, I believe, and they have just an opulent estate. Okay. That so. will be your wish fulfillment. And she is, I mean, all those ladies are also stunningly beautiful. Um, I can't take my eyes off of Giselle. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's, she's gorgeous. She oh is, my gosh. The eyes, the skin, she, everything. She's beautiful. And they all are. They're all, all beautiful ladies. I mean, last season, Robin cut her hair off and she looked amazing with that kind of short hair. Like these, these are gorgeous gals that are also... They're funny. They bring the drama. And, and if you're sleeping on Potomac, you should definitely get on. At least start with, you can even probably start with the last season and you can kind of just jump right in. All right. Um, if, if my app starts working, maybe I check that app, out. <laughs> yeah, check that out. Um, but so I wanted to, to bring in, um, you know, some of Potomac for, to, to represent that city since I know that you haven't watched yet. And there is a, a woman by the name of Karen Huger who refers to herself as the Grand Dame of Potomac, <laughs> and she is wild. Uh, she is just a spitfire of energy, a you know, a pathological liar. Um, she <laughs> she speaks out of both sides of her mouth. But she, there was a scene that we were treated to. The ladies were um, outside at at a, at a barbecue, and and going to school in that area. And I grew up in Virginia, so I can certainly vouch for the fact that the summers, especially in that northern part of the state. Um, are very hot and humid. Uh, a lot of Washington D.C. is like basically was 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 a swamp. So it's ah. it's really sticky up there. I mean, kind of like it is is in South Florida. But um, so they're they're at this this barbecue event. They're they're at the table in you know having some you know slightly heated conversation. And Karen's wig is just slowly it's leaving moving. her head. Yeah, it's not where it's supposed to be at all. And she's kind of futzing with it and, and it's, you know, turning into a thing. And then one of the other girls is trying to help her. She's still trying to make her point and she is refusing help. And, 
Then she gets sunglasses and is trying to, you know, cover it up with putting the sunglasses on the head in a certain area. It is, and then the other ladies are just laughing hysterically at this scene that is unfolding because her wig is a hot mess. And, you know, it just gave us lots of laughs and was such a classic Karen moment because in her testimonial where she's looking gorgeous, she reminds the viewers that she's been wearing wigs for more than 20 years and she knows exactly what to do with a wig. And it was so funny um, just seeing this visual of, of this woman and all the ladies just, you know, because she does kind of, she's a bit on, on a high horse. I think she's one of the elders of <laughs> Potomac. So she sees herself as the grand dame. And so it just was kind of funny to see the grand dame not be able to get her hair on straight in front of all of America. <laughs> <laughs> so funny how many of these things are very similar because there is a scene just like that in Elena where um, Nini is getting super heated and like actually it's not her wig but like her her like bun is like coming oh yeah and Marlo is just like pinning oh, it yes. fighting so good for all the Marlos of the world that are watching after their friends even when they're absolutely fighting, absolutely gorgeous <laughs> That, the altercation with Nini was much more heated than what was happening at, at that time in Potomac. So, yeah, I mean, she was going after, was it Portia, maybe? I can't remember. I think remember. they're fighting with Portia, yeah. Yeah, and she was going after her, and that, that bun was all over the place. Oh, I love Elena. And I hope oh. Mario gets a peach. I'm ready for her to have a peach I'm as ready. well. I'm ready for Marlo. And... And I'm ready for us to talk about like that reunion that is going to happen over Skype or Zoom or whatever that thing is. It's going to be wild. wait. Oh, yeah. All right, well, I've given two of mine. I'd love to hear a couple of yours. All right, well, let's talk about my favorite ladies from New York, always yes. giving us so many good moments. But let's just go back to Mexico. Let me, let me picture this. I mean, paint this picture. Going back to Mexico, we're having a good time. We're drinking. Then we have Ramona sitting on the steps. She's drunk. She's just like sitting there laughing at herself. And then we see gorgeous Countess Luan. Gorgeous. She comes out of, this was pre her, you know, AA meetings, obviously. Pre-oopsie, yes. Yeah, she comes down and I think she has like a margarita on her hand. And then we just hear Ramona screaming and laughing and the camera shows nothing. She was like two legs up in the air. <laughs> it's like the bush swallow Countess Luan and then yes. so sketchy. Instead of coming and helping her, the camera comes to just like record what's happening. <laughs> And she is in these bushes, all glamorous, but like, in, I mean, she fell in there as a drunk, obviously. Well, I was going to say, wasted. Wasted. And she's there just like laughing with her beautiful teeth, just like, ha, 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 life is a cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> that truly, that is an iconic oh moment. Especially God. because Lou is so tall. So, you know, if when a tree falls... That, you know, it goes down. And Lou, yeah, seeing those two it, trunks out of that plant. It was hilarious. Ramona couldn't help her because she was laughing so hard. She couldn't help herself because right. well, she's wasted, <laughs> but she was laughing too. And what I love is what came after that. The memes, the pop art oh. that came after that. I was just like, what? Countess Luan, you are a gem. Like, a cultural movement. Yeah, I that love it. Can't get enough of this. And no, it's that, always, yes. when I'm, when I'm, you know, before, you know, when we could go outside and all that, I was always wondering, like, mm, I wish I had a friend like Countess Luan that just, like, falls in the bushes <laughs> here, you know, while we're having dinner. 
Look, have me over for dinner. I will gladly be your Lou. I mean, I'll bring my own Pinot Grigio, my, my Ramona Pinot Grigio, and I, I will gladly um, fall into something. I, I, you know, I, I would be more than happy to play that role for you. Oh, I love it. And she's so, you know, she, she wrote a book on etiquette. So right. she's so fabulous that when they were asking her, like at the reunion, she was just like laughing it off, like, be cool, Andy. Don't be uncool or whatever. <laughs> I mean, one of her chart-topping singles is "Money Can't Buy You Class." I mean, she's preaching the you know the ways and you know how the mighty have fallen. But exactly. look, that song still slaps. Oh and I, I don't care what anyone I'm says. A, I'm gonna do a bonus here because now that I said Luan, and I mentioned this when already, but like another classic of Luan is again another trip with the ladies. This is not the same trip as Mexico. I don't know where they are, and she had apparently a snake a couple of guys inside the house and oh, Heather yeah. was freaking out. And then we see that iconic thing. She was like on her bikini with like a little pashmina on top. And she had like yep. her sunglasses cause she's still so hangover from the <laughs> night before. And she's she so like, drunk. Probably. And she's like, yeah. whatever. Don't be so uncool. Be cool. Don't be yeah. uncool. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> oh, Countess. I think that was Scary Island. I think that that was, uh, I think no, that, that was former no? Scary Island. Oh, yeah, because okay, Heather okay. didn't go to Scary Island. Oh my oh, God, we right. opened Pandora's box in here. Like, we're I know. going down the hole. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could easily do top five for both of us on each season of exactly. New York. Exactly, yes, 100%. Based on what these ladies give us. Uh, That's that what made so this exercise so hard. This exercise has been very challenging. It's so good. So that was good. All right. What about you? You had another one from like the series that I don't watch. Yes. So, um, and this one is maybe a little bit more of a gimme, but because you don't watch, I felt like we had to, to bring it up. Um, the ladies in Dallas and one Leanne Locken, who was one of the most compelling characters on all of reality. Like I, I know I preached uh, Dallas to you several times um, this last season was a bit of a fall from grace uh, with Leanne. I think a lot of us are rooting for her. She brought a ton of drama. This I think she's leaving, season, I heard. Oh, she had to. She, her, her, her Texas really jumped out in the form of overt racism toward oh. uh, one of the other ladies who I've was of Mexican descent. Yeah. So she, that was, she had a really tough season. Just too many, too many comments that were pretty of racist color. <laughs> um, yeah i mean and and carrie so granted carrie who was of mexican descent she you know also kind of had a tough season but still it's like leanne said a few things that you really can't come back from which is which is mm -hmm. unfortunate because in the seasons prior she was so watchable um you were kind of rooting for her because she was so damaged and was one of those people who kind of like a Kim Richards like you want to watch them they bring a lot but then you also kind of look at them and go maybe you shouldn't be on television mm. um, and because you need other things but she um, you know in the midst of uh, you know one of these altercations with the other Carrie um, who she just seemed to have this block and and they just butted heads and she Leanne would get so nasty I mean because you know this is someone who grew up in the circus, you know, ha has this backstory that you honestly couldn't write if you wow. tried. I mean, it's so crazy. But she was kind of in the midst, and also, too, given the setting. So uh, we mostly saw this scene from behind a closed door in a doctor's office as she's, like, basically in a paper gown, um, naked, and <laughs> she is 
going off on this woman and she's talking about, I think she was so triggered by this woman because she does, you know, was kind of brought up in privilege and um, Leanne Who is she triggered by? Like the doctor or Terry. somebody else? Okay, no, I'll somebody carry. else. So they're kind of rehashing. She's uh-huh. with another member of the cast. They're kind of rehashing some things and she just, you know, is completely unhinged in talking about how, you know, she wasn't born with a silver spoon in her mouth and, you know, and she basically makes a, a thinly veiled death threat to this woman, talking about how, you know, these, you know, she's, um, you know, her hands, you know, they're not knives, they're just hands, but they work quite well. And she then goes in on her husband. Holy so, you know, moly. And, oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it, it, it was a chilling scene to watch, but, uh, you know, I guess it was equal parts chilling and thrilling because you're just seeing this woman completely lose it but you're only seeing the door of this examination with the subtitles exactly oh yeah exactly oh, everything is subtitled. so and, and and it was one of those things where maybe she didn't know she was still mic'd or whatever it was but she was just going off and then she went in on carrie's husband who she was making some you know pretty serious accusations that he was going to the local gay bar called the roundup and receiving oral sex so it yeah it was and she said it in much cruder terms i know we have a a slightly family-oriented audience so i won't (laughs) if you want to see the exact quote you got to go watch that season of dallas it was a great season but it was a wild like 90 seconds on camera holy moly this brings me and i haven't watched this so now i don't know if this is dallas or potomac somebody else is talking about somebody's husband that has a boyfriend that's potomac Yes. Oh Lord! You see, yeah. this is this is all roads lead to Rome in here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it is it, it was such a wild scene, and um, you know, and as a member of the gay community, did Mark give me some potential vibes? Yes. At the same time, uh, my husband likes to check my gaydar, and that <laughs> if you told me that Ellen DeGeneres was seeing a man, I'd been like good for her congrats like so i don't have a good gaydar and i will fully own that um but but it but yeah it it was a a pretty chilling scene to watch leanne just i think i think it added to the drama It was almost kind of like one of those like like an old hitchcock right where the suspense was built because you couldn't actually see what was happening um it, it it was it was truly a chilling ride again i have a fascination with producers like and also, like, if I were, like, this, I mean, this is what I will never be on reality TV or anything like that. It's, like, just the, con- like, just being mic'd the, the whole time. Like, you don't know when they're picking something. Do you know if they're going to use it? And as we saw in New Jersey, that when they were actually looking at the camera, like, are they going to use this? Ah, oh, that oh, has yeah. to be petrifying. That has to be oh, horrible. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because you want to try to, and, and I think, you know, what was so interesting about Leanne is that she is so desperate for love. She, she craves um acceptance she craves you know being a part of these communities and you know especially this higher society community in dallas Mm. which still has a lot of kind of old rigid traditions of these families with old money and you have to act and be a certain way so because she was kind of an outsider and was was certainly not brought up in any sort of privilege and grew up in the circus and you know her mother abandoned her and you kind of see a lot of that play out um which, you know, and then you kind of, we meet her mother at some point and, and you can tell there's a lot of just mommy issues. And so you're seeing kind of this, this wounded bird amongst these, 
you know, other women who, who do have a lot of privilege, it's, it, that just adds to her complex. And then you get to see that manifest itself in a number of different ways. Oh, Lord. Taking a more scholarly, I feel like I sound like a, a therapist. So I'm taking a scholarly approach to uh, Leanne Locken's bad behavior and death threats on camera. <laughs> oh, well, these ladies, I mean, I'm sure Andy, whenever, you know, things like this happen, he's just like smiling. He's just like, chin, chin, oh. chin, chin. My bank account is just like getting better and better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, had I been in the control room watching that scene unfold, I would have been screaming because <laughs> you knew, I mean, it was going to be good. Oh, and again, if you're a producer, please get in touch. I, I have questions. I need answers. I, Still, yes. I, I'll, I'll be an apprentice. I will carry your, your, your pen and pencil. Just, just want to know. So I know what's going I'll on. I'll hold the boom mic. You know, I would love, gladly uh, work on my upper body strength to be miking up these ladies. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Well, and then we're moving to the last one that we have picked for today, which is taking it all the way back to our dear Atlanta that we love oh, so much. Yes. And this one is one of the characters that I, I miss, actually. I wish they would bring her back. But again, this is a lesson. You can go running your mouth without consequences. There is a line. There is a line, yeah. Yeah, and this, this person sadly crossed it because I agree she brought us so much over the years and and also too Atlanta is another city that's hard to just pick one moment I mean we've seen you know these ladies just in iconic squabbles I could do just 10 just of Nini like oh <laughs> exactly exactly yeah they they truly have just brought us so many laughs so many great things but I think one thing that stuck out to me uh, a lot is Phaedra's episode, her turn as a funeral director, <laughs> was just such a rich storyline. So we see kind of her as an attorney and, you know, the, the varying degrees to which that, you know, was executed on camera. But when we're seeing her kind of have this apprenticeship with the local funeral director and, and kind of, you know, going through the process and, and, how, and her testimonials. She did her that whole class. Great. I she know did. that. She did everything. And it was just such a, uh, another kind of wild ride for us to be on with Miss Phaedra Parks, who did deliver these incredible one-liners oh. and, um, you know, really sought to have this, uh, you know, funeral business add to her empire that she was trying to build. And Listen, you know the what? donkey booty That's wasn't, right. you know? <laughs> I know. I mean, and that for me, I think, was such a happier time with Phaedra. We were getting freaking fracked. She was doing the funeral thing. Um, we know, had her Apollo, baby, Mr. President. Mr. That, President. Oh. Yeah, it was, those were, were, were happier times, I think, for all of us. Um, oh, Phaedra, she was so, she was so, she was so witty. And like, oh, so good and just like a sassy reply without even like effortless. effortless. And even her delivery, she had this, you know, some of the bit of the, the Southern, you know, draw, like so her delivery was even, you know, just spot on time and time again. And she really did. She brought us so much. And, and I will say, I, I, I miss her, I, you know, at times, but you know, what she did was fairly unforgivable. And you can't, you can't cross the line. The line. You can cross the line in this, and although they, you know, we'll see people being fans, like true fans sure. to this woman, you know, we have Teresa, the tree huggers, and things like that. Oh, Once yeah. they do something that is really, really unacceptable, they see, the fans seem to be like, can't, can't, can't go can't with you that way. Can't stay in the corner. Yes. No, no. 
I mean, yeah, the, these were some moments. I do, and also one other came to me as an honorable mention that I do Go think ahead. we should mention. We, we got to throw in here. Um, our incredible Beverly Hills ladies, um, you know, thinking through when I brought up Kim Richards, that was another one that, that, that I really wanted to bring up. When she was, uh, they were all at a dinner and she was mentioning like, don't bring up the husbands, which triggered Rinna to completely lose her mind breaking the glass on the table i mean that you know i think because rena knows how to plow to play the game and stir the pot i think you know we've seen her iconic single tear at the bunny <laughs> at the reunion but watching you know, thinking back to that scene that was burned in my brain of her just slamming down that that wine glass and it was and, the and, delivery to kim was like perfect oh, yeah. she was like let's talk about your husband and all this time, as you, and there was actually an, a hashtag. What did Harry do? Like, I, I want to know. <laughs> I need to know. I, you know, and I think that's also part of why these moments are so interesting is because it does bring up, you know, a lot more questions. I want to know too. Like, I, don't tease us and then not tell me what Harry Hamlin did. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, you know, I, I'm, very protective of my husband and my relationship but i don't know to what point i'm like at a fancy dinner and i like crash a glass like i'm gonna stab you with this thing like what yeah. what will let me to do that <laughs> that's and that's why i really want to know because <laughs> it know. was it was it, that that was so and wild I was, and... i'm glad that you pointed this out because i was reading a couple of tweets you know that target my news and people were talking about the hypocrisy of Beverly Hills because at that time, you know, Rena lost it. She's like, don't mention the husband, don't mention right. the kids. And now everybody wants the niece to talk about her marriage and mm. her relationship. So it's all good Very when it's true. not them, but right. when it's somebody else, we have them there like steering that pad really, really consistently. Absolutely. That is, that's a great point. And again, another scholarly take, who would have thought that this episode on our top moments would be kind of a, a thesis on the psychology of these women. Um, but, but I agree. And, and, and I, I love Denise and I, you know, I think that she, she was such a, a, a breath of fresh air last season. And, and, you know, I agree. And I think, and I also wonder if there is maybe some element of jealousy. Like Denise seems to have a really healthy sex life with a- She has it all apparently. man, yeah, which <laughs> apparently, and I mean, she's commented many times on the size of his package. So, so maybe there, she's a target out of jealousy that these women are sexually frustrated. So go after the one who's getting dick down pretty good. I, I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to go as far as say, to say this. I can't see the future, but- I can guarantee you this season, it's all on Denise. Oh, and sure. this woman should be really thankful because I cannot watch another Poppygate. I cannot watch Pantygate. Oh. I cannot watch any of that shenanigans and stupidity. No. Like, so they should be all praising beautiful Denise for giving them whatever this was, whether it was a lie or the truth. Like, thanks to her, they all have a good, hefty paycheck. Absolutely. Could not agree more. And, you know, I hope that we can resolve some of these things because I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose Denise. She, I think that, you know, she, she did bring us a lot and my hopes aren't terribly high for this Sutton character. Um, the pregnant Teddy is the least, my least favorite Teddy. So, you know, we've, we've got some, we've got some weak links here in, yes. in the chain of Beverly Hills. And, we need someone like a Denise who doesn't play by the rules, wants to wear her her sweatpants in Malibu and do whatever Love she it. wants. 
yeah. So I, I hope that, that we don't completely alienate her because otherwise these ladies aren't going to have a whole lot. And I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that Gar uh, Garcelle and Erica Jane friendship could bring us back some of the fire that was Erica Jane because I feel like that fire had been lost a little bit um, from her. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I think keeps us coming back for more is these wild interpersonal dynamics between our, you know, these, these wild women. Listen, I'm all here for it. It's been 10 years. I'm a fan. I'm going nowhere. And I'm not even ashamed of that. That's what Give it me is. another 10. <laughs> Give me another 10. I want to see... I want to see Sonia and Ramona at their, you know, old people home. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I want to see Erica planning Tom's 100th birthday. Um, I, I'm ready for all of it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, I don't think that Andy has anything to worry about. He no. made the ultimate money machine that doesn't stop. For so, sure. So we'll see. And I'm excited about this. You know, you know, I I fall off the wagon because I didn't watch Potomac, I didn't watch Dallas, but I am excited about Salt Lake City. Are you? I am. We'll see. I haven't even seen anything. I haven't looked at anything, but I don't know. Mermans. I, I don't know. I'm excited about what the dynamic in Salt Lake City is. I will absolutely be watching. I think, and I also think we're going to get like a Salt Lake City adjacent. Like, I think we're going to get something, some, I, I think you might get some of your wish fulfillment and some opulent lifestyles. I think There's so. a lot of money in Utah. Um, we have had clients from there and those Mormons know how to print <laughs> money and baptize you. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I want to see, I want to see if there is maybe a sister wife situation at some point that they don't want to tell us, but we'll get to see. I don't know. I, I am excited. That's all I, I have to say about that. Same. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm also ready for it. And I will say, jump into some Potomac. Uh, you don't have to start from the beginning. I agree. Maybe, you know, let's jump into the season two. And because and we, we also, we get a six-figure wedding. We oh, get, okay. Oh, yeah. So we get, we get a lot. There's, you know, some very inter interesting interpersonal dynamics. I wouldn't say that the money is quite where we are in Beverly Hills, but honestly, the ladies make up for it in, in their personality, in the drama. Um, last season, we got even some history. Giselle's family, um, her father was part of the civil rights movement, so we get some kind of like meaty, you know, historical significance, and, and you know, and, and so it's, it's great. I, I love those ladies. They're, they're a hoot, and I, I, I laugh with them. I, I, I'm, I'm into to what they're bringing me. Talking about things that we don't watch anymore, and now that you mention it, and now because we're on a rant, and, you know, this is what we're here for, do you yes. miss uh, Washington, uh, D.C.? You know, not really. Not really? Not I mean, really. I don't miss it, but I thought it was like, there was something in there. Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about, like, other crazy moments, I remember those two that crashed that the crashed White the, House. The, yeah. yeah. It was like, that <laughs> came up, but... But no, you know, and, and I never really got hooked into Miami, which uh, you know, no, I know is I couldn't. doing our series. So close season. to home. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. But but yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely um, Dallas had a tough season this year that I hope they can rebound from. Otherwise, I may put them out to pasture as I have with um, the OC ladies. I haven't been able to to stomach them the last couple of seasons. So oh, the you know, OC, yeah. yeah. Hmm. You gotta choose your battles, I guess. You know, in in, in our, our our roster, our mind share of housewives, you gotta choose choose your battles. But I will say, Potomac has stepped up in a big way. And and if you're and if you haven't, you know, if you're sleeping on it, 
wake up and uh, smell what Potomac is cooking because it is, it's, All right. it's juicy. Very I'll check juicy. it out. So if you are listening to this, don't forget to leave us a review. We want to give you a shout out. We want to, you know, read your kind words. Uh, give us some, you know, five stars because, you know, we're fabulous. So go ahead and do so. Share with your friends. And Please. also, you know, let us know if you want us to check something out. Yeah, tell us. Absolutely. We, we are, uh, you know, connoisseurs of crap TV. So please, you know, yeah, please let us know if there is something that, that should be uh, on our radar. One thing that, that may be in an upcoming um, uh, episode is the Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. We are yeah. on that. Um, and, so, you know, a few other gems that are, that are out there floating. So, yes, I'm let excited. us know. Alrighty, well, this was good. A good five, actually seven. We did like seven, you know, uh, top moments. It's too hard to choose. I mean, it's, what a listen, what a trip down memory lane. It's it's all good. So that's all for today, and you know, we'll come back soon with another episode of Crap TV. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Alrighty, ciao. Bye.